0: Shri Vishnu Sahasranama. Name number three hundred and twenty-seven is Apramata. This quality of being Apramata also comes in the list of qualities of pure devotees. Therein it is generally understood to mean who is sane. Mata means crazy. Pramata means more crazy. And apramata means not crazy. However, this name in relation to Vishnu is not translated thus. Presumably because it's presumed that Bhagawan is sane. It's hardly, it's hardly a great quality to talk about someone well, what do you know about that person? He's sane. Of course, in this material world, everyone is insane. nunang pramata kuru tevi karma Yadindriya indriya pritya aprinotina yata atmano yang asannapi kleśada asadehaha Rishabh devs conclusion is that in this material world, everyone is definitely insane. And he explains why. Because they perform sinful activities which causes them to be born again and suffer and again and again. So this is insanity. If I tell you Just put your hand on this button and a hammer will come and hit you on the head. Oh, really? And you touch the button and the hammer hits you on the head. That is called insanity. So, in this material world, everyone is insane. Vishnu is not insane. Um, Everyone is insane. But generally, if you say about someone... Uh, he 's sane you don 't normally say it 's just presumed that everyone is what they call clinically most people are clinically sane the, the, or rather the, there's a saying at least in english of course i 'm speaking in english there's a there's a term clinically insane because it's quite common to refer to someone as insane or crazy you don't really mean that they're crazy you mean that you don't like what they do but if you want to say that someone's actually crazy then you say clinically insane other to make to make the to distinguish between someone who acts in an eccentric manner or an improper manner or a manner that you don't like for which reason you may call them insane, they're not really insane but then if you want to say that someone is clinically insane, that means according to the diagnosis of psychiatrists they are insane which doesn't actually mean that they're insane. But on the other hand, everyone in this world is insane. In the sense that everyone is spoiling their life. So Vishnu is sane. It's not a compliment to call someone sane. Uh, He is the measure of all sanity. He is that he is immeasurable aprameya but he is the standard by which everything is considered proper. He is dharma these are all names in Vishnu Sahasranam. So dharma is a word with multiple meanings and multiple shades of meaning but The dharma mool, the root of all dharma, is Vishnu. So, what he considers right or what he does, that is dharma. That's the ultimate definition of dharma. Is that which is prescribed by Bhagavan. What is right and what is wrong. We cannot actually understand that without uh, recourse to an ultimate standard. This This is a standard argument in the ongoing theist versus atheist discussions in the Western world. The theists say that there must be an ultimate standard of right and wrong, otherwise it's arbitrary. But the atheists say, no, we can work it out by our own moral standards. But actually there has to be some ultimate standard. Otherwise, what is good, what is bad, it's all subjective. So, yeah, just like for instance, in in Germany in the early 1940s, The majority of the population believed that it was good to kill Jews. Although nowadays, uh, in Germany, it's not considered good to kill Jews. Generally speaking, there may be a few exceptions. So, if it was good in 1943, or let's say 1944, why is it not good in 2014? Did the standard of goodness change? But we may say, well, we're right now, then they were wrong. But nowadays also, there are many people in the world who think that the only good Jew is a dead Jew. Especially uh, in the Arab world there are many people who think like that I'm not going to well I don't subscribe to the killing Jews theory I'm using this as a as as an example of how what we may consider good or bad is subjective for us we wouldn't like to have to sit on a block of ice, huge block of ice, for five hours, would die from hypothermia. But for a polar bear, very nice. Polar bear thinks it's very nice to sit on a lump of ice. So what is good and what is bad? The ultimate level comes from Vishnu, What is good? And actually dharma may be different. Differently applied for different living beings. That's why the dharma of a a polar bear is to sit on a lump of ice. It's not meant for human beings. At least there are some human beings who like to do that. But they can't do it for very long. So the ultimate level of dharma is that which pleases from... For us, as the jiva, ultimately our dharma is to please Krishna. That is our ultimate dharma. And the dharma of Krishna is whatever he likes to do. But foolishly, because we are insane, we think that we should just do whatever we like to do. And if there is any God, he should also do whatever we want him to do. So, pramata, craziness means to have a completely opposite perspective of that which is actual, factual, real, proper, just, good, etc. So, ontologically, Vishnu cannot be insane. He is sane. And if we are not in line with him, that is insanity. Now the Acharyas, they they explain this to apramata, to mean who is vigilant. Mata being taken in the case here of not having focused intelligence, of being inattentive. So one who is not inattentive, in other words, one who is attentive, he may be called apramata. So particularly, uh, apramata is described as being who is very attentive in the matter of protecting those who are in distress, particularly His devotees. Krishna is very concerned with his devotees. He is the shelter, he is the protection of the devotees. Uh, That's the explanation given by Parashara Bhatta, the uh, Sri Vaishnava commentator. Shankaracharya's commentary is that he is vigilant in awarding the effects of karma, Everyone gets what they deserve. That is prescribed by Vishnu. So we may think, well, I'll do some sin and no one will see. But Krishna sees. We cannot escape Krishna's uh, supervision. Krishna sees everything we do. He doesn't miss anything. He's very vigilant in seeing everything that we do. So, apramata, uh, or the word pramata, is very similar to that of pramad, uh, which means, uh, yeah, one who is uh, inattentive, or can mean also uh, insane it can mean one who makes uh, errors in judgment Vishnu does not do that he doesn't overly punish or under punish he's vigilant in awarding the results of our pious and sinful activities but his tendency is to be very merciful. He dispenses justice, but along with his justice, there is the element of mercy. Could someone please pick up this plastic bag, which doesn't add to the beauty of the scene. So Krishna is very vigilant. We can't escape being seen by Krishna. At the present time uh, many people in the western world are very concerned that they are being spied on. Their emails are being spied on. And there are drones which were first deployed for killing people in Pakistan, uh, which there are now drones which fly around and they just watch everything. And recently, I, the police chief of Los Angeles revealed that the hall of Los Angeles is under drone surveillance. They didn't tell anyone. They just did it. So people are very afraid. Well, they'll watch everything we do. We don't have any privacy. But... Krishna's already seeing everything. We're never alone, which is good if you're a devotee to know that I'm with Krishna's with me, Krishna's watching me. But those who are non devotees, they don't want to be watched. Just like Srila uh, Prabhupada often gave the example that for the criminals, the police force is something very. Scary, But for the honest citizens, those who don't commit any crime, they don't have any problem with the police. They're happy. The police are protecting us from the criminals. So the devotees are very happy that Krishna sees everything that we do. Because the devotee has nothing to do but to please Krishna. But for one who is very sinful, they don't like that... Someone should be watching us all the time So one quality of Krishna Is that he's very vigilant He's watching everything Which uh, We can tell The non-devotees so They may become afraid You can't get away with your crime You might think you can get away with it But you can't Krishna's watching that's one reason why people don't like to believe in God because they think that they can get away with everything. No one will see me. I, but Krishna is always there. He's watching everything. And then not only Krishna but the, all the elements, earth, water, fire, everything, they're all, all the devatas. These elements are present everywhere. So the devatas... Overseeing these elements, they're also present everywhere. The sun, the moon, the the personality of the sunrise and the sunset. So many personalities, the personality, Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva, the personalities of the ten directions, they all see everything that we do. So we're not alone. We're being watched. At every moment. Then in specific instances, uh, Radha Krishna Shastri says that the, the attentiveness of Bhagawan can be referred to his uh, distributing the nectar that came out of the milk ocean. He is very attentive to give it only to the demigods, only in the correct proportion. Of course, even then, Rahu and Ketu got some, or Rahu who became cut into Rahu and Ketu. But of course, there is a plan in everything that Krishna does. So Krishna is sane, He's very vigilant. Maya is also very vigilant. She's there 24 hours a day. But if we take shelter of Krishna, he's also there 24 hours a day to help us. If we take shelter of Krishna, Krishna will surely help us to get free from Maya. The name 328 is... uh, a name that can be understood by everyone who knows Hindi, at least a little bit well. Uh, The name is Pratisthita, which means firmly established, very stable in his position. In relation to Vishnu, it means self established because no one puts him in that position. Uh, It's a permanent position. He's always the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He's very firm in that position. No one's going to take his position. There's no question of God retiring or being thrown out from his job, taking voluntary retirement. He's always Bhagavan. He's always vigilant in his position and no one else is going to take that job. Also, he's self-established because no one makes him who he is. He is supreme in all respects. But it's not that anyone appointed him to that job. Just like... uh, within a few days or a few weeks, we should know who is appointed as the new Prime Minister of India. So it's a bit of a complex process between votes and then counting the votes and then seeing which parties got more and then the President has to invite someone to create it is someone to create the government, and that person uh, is presumed that he will be the prime minister of that government. So he, he takes that post, and then again, after some time, he's thrown out of that post, either by the voters or by death. He cannot remain in that situation. Or sickness is also another possibility. So, uh, even though someone becomes established in a position, it's all temporary. You'll not be very long established in that position. But Krishna is always in his position, and no one appointed him to be God. It wasn't that there was a vote between Brahma, Vishnu and Mahesh, and Vishnu came out on top or there was a fight and then Vishnu beat up Brahma and Mahesh and became God but he is always fully firmly established in being the position of the Supreme Personality of Godhead so he's always established how there's no real, real need to ask how, uh, but he's a, he is, it's an established fact that he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. All other manifestations emanate from him, and in whichever way they are manifested, that can be changed by him at any time also. He stays the same, he can change if he wants, but he stays the same throughout time. Krishna appeared in this world as the son of Nanda Maharaj. He always appears as the son of Nanda Maharaj. So he doesn't change the script. It's fully established, which is something we don't have in this world. We talk about stability. We desire stability. For instance, someone may want to get a government job because it's considered a very uh, stable job with many holidays. Opportunities to uh, make money on the side. But it won't last. Nothing in this world will last. Even the position of Lord Brahma does not last. But Krishna is firmly... Established as the Supreme Personality of Godhead uh, with the laws that He gives for the persons in this material world, nothing or no one can change that. So you may ask, Well, when you say He's a person. He's firmly established. So what and where is he established? So the answer is in his own greatness. He's firmly established in his own greatness, his own reputation. There's no denying this and there's no taking away from the greatness of Krishna. It's not that He was great 5,000 years ago, and now he's gone and just forget about him. But Krishna is uh, eternally living, and for him to be eternally living means to be eternally decorated by all good qualities, all good uh, tendencies. Everything is good about Krishna so there are several uh comments from the acharyas uh they're all quite similar here everything in this world is impermanent someone may be great just like that example prime minister or very may be very powerful or have a lot of money, but it's all temporary. Whereas Krishna's opulences, they are eternal. So Krishna's fame is undying and eternal. That's the meaning of fully established. No one in this world can be firmly established first start they have to die so this human life is very 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 short so instead of misusing the human life for uh, any other kind of pursuit we should in human life search out that kind of happiness that will Uh, fully satisfy us, not just now but eternally. And that kind of happiness definitely does not come from uh, wearing fashionable clothes, going to parties, watching cinema and so on. These just mentioned activities, they actually uh, make us more miserable so therefore, you may ask, well, why do these sadhus, why do they come to Haridwar Rishikesh and just, uh, they don't do anything? They only just sit on the ground most, mostly and uh, they don't contribute anything to society. Why are they like that? Because they've understood that to try to establish any situation in this material world, to to bang your stick into the ground and wave a flag from it and unilaterally declare your independence. All endeavors in this material world are temporary and therefore they are useless or if you say, no, it's a very good thing that uh, we're helping the people but one can only help them superficially and temporarily, for instance, a hungry man is hungry, feed his, be- let him fill his belly. and after a few hours, he shall be hungry again. But Krishna's glories, they never diminish, they're always uh, increasing. And those qualities, from our perspective, divine sorry, define Krishna. We worship Krishna. He is the source of all love and our heart's desire then is ultimately to love Krishna. We cannot be ultimately satisfied with anything else. But we should uh, know that all these qualities of Krishna by which we are attracted, they are eternal. If we... allow ourselves to be attracted by anyone or anything else than Krishna, we'll find that our love has to change. We will we, we'll be disappointed. We will go here and there trying to place our love, but Krishna is firmly established in his position. We can be confident that by worshipping Krishna, the same Krishna who we worship here, we will meet there. And we'll find it's the same Krishna he hasn't changed. He's fixed in his love for his devotees. So, Hare Krishna. I'll finish there.